Hello and welcome to the Friday 8th of November edition of the We Gender Dugcast. I had to think about the date there because I couldn't remember. And I'm with Stuart Ward today because Callum's off being busy and important. He is, isn't he? Yeah. He is. He's very harassed actually looking these days. Full editor mode, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so... It's been quite an interesting week. An incredible week. I mean, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. So there was the big rally on Saturday. Were mm. you there? I wasn't. I was back in the office kind of dealing with the paper while Richard and ah, Callum right. were at the... So, so you got to do the hard work while they were the fun part of <laughs> it's it. It's a little bit like that. <laughs> um, they did the, 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 the smart, smartness. Uh, you know, and um, it was quite funny. You know, we were watching the kind of live streams as well and trying to, trying to call them up to maybe, you know, we had problems with some of the printing stuff first and I could see Calm on the live stream just watching him not pick up his phone so yeah they were a little bit harassed I think yeah, but um, yeah. we got there we got there and it, it sounded like it was a fantastic event yeah there it? was a few issues with the sound mm, but we course, got them yeah. sorted out but um, yeah it was a fantastic day it was really it was a bit kind of daunting mm-hmm. you because know, I was one of the speakers and like you say oh yeah sure sure I'll do that no problem <laughs> at all and then you stand on that stage and you look at this sea of faces and you go oh, shit <laughs> what did I agree to do <laughs> But no, it was an amazing day. I took my uncle Shug, uh-huh. who is, well, I always bend in my ear about Scottish independence when I was a kid, you know, Shug. And it's really because of him that I support independence. You gave a little shout out on stage, didn't I you? I did. Well, well yeah. the point, I'm a, what I said to him, I sold him beforehand, do you want to come with me and I'll take you backstage? And he was all made up. So he got his selfie with Nicola Sturgeon and he got his selfie with Mary Black and Hamza Yousaf and Mike Russell and Jamie Godley and <laughs> not with me. And not there with you me. go. <laughs> not mm. with your own bloody nephew, Sean. <laughs> anyway, but I uh, know oh he did, actually. Um, but no, he had a great time. Yeah. And then I says to him, I didn't tell him before, I said, I want you to come on the stage with me. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. I said, don't worry, you don't have to speak, you don't need to say anything. But the point of my speech was that we're not independent supporters because of the media. We're independent supporters because people that we know and love have spoken to us about... Oops. <laughs> Excuse me. People, We're independent supporters because people that we know and love have spoken to us about independence. And for me, that was my uncle Shug. So the point of my speech was everybody in Scotland needs an uncle Shug. Mm-hmm. And we all have TB an uncle shug to somebody else you know so then when I'd finished I also gave a shout out to English Scots for Yes which I'd promised to do because a friend of mine uh, is involved in it uh, Ray who looks after the dog when I go away actually All right. and he'd said that if I didn't give English Scots for Yes a shout out the next time I come over he's going to feed me broccoli <laughs> which is the vegetable spawn of Satan so that works so yeah that's just no so I gave a shout out to English Scots for Yes and then at the end um, I said you know everybody give a big cheer to the person who for me is the most important man here today my uncle Shug and mm. um, I mean, there's a few tweets as well from other people who brought someone along just for the day, and, yeah. and they said, you know, they were really kind of the people who maybe were, you know, weren't hard yes voters, and they were just impressed by the kind of the, the passion and, and the behaviour, yeah. and you know, because it was just, you know, it's, it's one of these things. You've got all these stewards at the events, at yes events, you almost don't need them. Yeah, it was, it was there was no trouble no. at all, no trouble at all. But it was it was a great day. The weather wasn't brilliant, but we're Scottish. Were you sir? <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was a wonderful day. So yeah, I was I was really exhausted when I went mm-hmm. home because like you're so hyped up, 
yeah. you know and then you get home and you're kind of <sighs> so but yeah it was a wonderful day and um, I don't know if Richard and Callum want to do another one <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah no I mean it was definitely it was one of these things as well it was just so amazing seeing the pictures coming from it even though I was here you know it was just just astonishing I mean the crowd just looked fantastic I mean it really did and I mean I, I, I've got to confess as well they were I could not help but laugh with them the BBC are good friends not showing any live pictures of the no. crowd until Monday and on the Monday they ran the story so with the with the reporter in George Square on right. the Monday and not mentioning that it was on Saturday. It was the most baffling. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't know what just, the hell was going on with them. <laughs> I did actually see Sarah Smith at one point and she looked miserable. <laughs> but to be fair, I think that's how she looks most of the time. Well, I'll tell you what, she didn't look too miserable when she was talking, to, not accusing her of anything, of course, here, but when she was talking to the, the Tory um, Vox Pops in, the, in that same piece. So, perfectly capable of it, shall we say. Of course not. No, never no, no, you're BBC not casting any aspersions whatsoever. Never do that. No, 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 no. no not no. after. Otherwise, you'll never get on the BBC. <laughs> that like me. I think my bylines have called it out anyway. So, but I think for me that ship has sailed. <laughs> Although, to be fair, they did. Uh, the BBC did ask me on once. Um, it was, but uh, I'd written an article in the National. This was some months back, um, and it was talking about the new BBC channel. Mm. Right, and how it promised to be different and inclusive and all that, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, for all this, you know, I mean, I've got quite extensive contacts within the, bride, the, the broader Yes movement, and I don't know a single person who has been invited by the BBC to appear on any of these new shows. Uh, which I thought, you know, it's a reasonable comment. Mm -hmm. And that... Vet, it was published, the article was published as I was going off to America to visit my husband it, yeah. was, a, it was a Valentine's actually mm -hmm. so I was going to spend Valentine's Day with my husband in America and uh, it was published the day that I was leaving and I got a text from the B um, an email from the BBC as I landed in Hartford Airport in Connecticut saying could you come on our debate show <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I had to say well yes I would love to but unfortunately I'm 3,500 <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, and we'll also, I think, pretend to have an history. They've, they've been getting the, the name wrong still. They've managed to call them the Scottish Nationalist Party again, yeah. which isn't the name. So yeah. I think we met something yeah. in tomorrow's paper as well. Um, there have been other goings on. A few things, in the past yes. Week. Not that anyone's noticed. Uh, a certain election. Yes, there's a slight election happening. Mm. A slight election. Quite the week. It's been interesting. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I remember a lot more elections than you do, you know, being so fresh-faced and innocent <laughs> as you are. Um, and this is easily the most shambolic such a good way of putting it. beginning to an election campaign mm -hmm. that I can ever remember. It's incredible. I mean, it's just they're falling left, right and centre. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. So, where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> really? You know. I mean, first of all, there's uh, the resignation stroke sacking of uh, Ross Thompson, mm. who claims that he resigned uh, because of the pressures that he was under and the unfounded allegations by anonymous people, as he put it. Uh, allegations which we have to say he strongly denies. Yes. Um, but it also was reported in the Telegraph that the reason that he stood down was because the local constituency chairman of the Conservative Party in Aberdeen South refused to sign his nomination papers. So 
did he go or was he pushed? Mm. My money's on pushed. I think so. Boris Johnson's visit to Scotland yesterday as well. He said, I thought Ross made the right decision or words to those effect no, as well. The right decision was made for him, possibly. Perhaps more accurate. Perhaps. perhaps. So, of course, Ross, Ross. strongly deni- denies mm-hmm. the allegations, but uh, which were made by uh, Paul Sweeney, the Labour MP for Glasgow North East. Mm-hmm. Uh, although she would say now the former Labour MP because no one's an MP at the moment because we're in an election period strictly speaking there are no MPs just now Mm -hmm. Um, so that allegation was made this was a separate allegation from the previous allegations that had been made about Ross Thompson allegedly groping men in the Commons bar and this was a separate occasion from that so that's why he went uh, but he wasn't the only Tory who found himself in difficulties. He wasn't. Uh, there was Alan Cairns, who's the Welsh Secretary, uh, was exposed as being uh, economical with the actuality, as they say, um, about uh, what he knew about an aide of his who was called Ross England. What is it with Tories called Ross, <laughs> by the way? Uh, a, to- a Tory aide called Ross England, a Ross, uh, an aide of his, who had been strongly criticised by a judge in a rape trial of a friend of this Ross England guy. Um, The rape trial collapsed uh, after Ross England had been told not to mention the previous sexual history of the victim. Uh, He did that anyway. Uh, The judge criticised him in the strongest possible terms. There was a possibility that he might even be found in contempt of court. In the event, no further action was taken against him. There had to be a retrial, and the guy was, I believe, found guilty in the, the second trial. However, Alan Cairns, the Welsh Secretary, who's his boss, claimed that he knew nothing about any of this until it came out in the media a few days ago. But then BBC Wales unearthed an email which proved that Alan Cairns knew all about it over a year ago. So... Alan Cairns resigned as the Welsh Secretary, which really didn't mean anything because there aren't any MPs at the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. um, but he's still a Tory candidate, mm. I understand. Mm. Uh, another Conservative candidate, I can't remember his name, a former BBC presenter, uh, radio presenter, I believe, in, Nor- in somewhere in East Anglia, Norwich or Norfolk. I, can't, I don't know if it's Norwich or Norfolk. Norfolk. Norwich is in Norfolk. Um, has stood down because of comments that he made a couple a while ago about women who were the victims of sexual assault, and he made some really distasteful comments about them to the effect that they should learn to keep their knickers on or something yeah, so gross like that. This was um, Nick Conrad. That's it, Nick yeah. Conrad. So he's stepped down, uh, and then Jacob Rees-Mogg put his foot in it by saying basically that you know he wouldn't have died in the Grenfell fire because he was more intelligent than the fire brigade or he said that he would have ignored, why, you know, it, would, it would have been common sense for people to ignore the fire brigade's mm-hmm. advice um, but of course if people had ignored the fire brigade's advice and had died then Jacob Rees-Mogg would have been one of the first people for to say how they, they shouldn't ignore the advice of the authorities yep. So, and then he was defended by um one of Westminster's foremost gammons, uh, Andrew Bridgen, who said that uh, we need clever people like Jacob to be mm. leaders of our government. It's like, oh, God. 
So uh, there was more. Uh, Sajid Javed was criticised because he was trying to use taxpayers' money to make a nakedly political attack on um, Labour's, uh, a number of Labour's election plans. And he was slapped down by the, the, the chief civil servant for that. So it's just been... Something a week. A mess yeah. for the Tories. Wow. And then Labour said, hold my coat... <laughs> And they had a bit of go as well. So we had um, former Labour MP uh, Ian Austin saying, I would vote for Boris Johnson. He's always been, well, a bit of an arse, quite mm. frankly, you know, in terms of, of his relationship with the rest of the party, Ian Austin. Uh, so he has said that he would support Jeremy Corbyn. Um, uh, deputy leader of the Labour Party... Tom Watson. Tom Watson has stepped down. He doesn't want to serve anymore. He stepped down as an MP and as deputy leader of the party, which people are taking as a sign that basically the the Corbynistas have won. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two Labour candidates in Scotland uh, had to step down after one of them, a woman in the North East, whose name, both of the names escape me, I have to be honest, uh, woman in the North East, uh, made comments about Israel saying basically that Israel was an abused child who is now an abuser and she had to be she had to step down because of the comments that she made which were perceived to be anti-Semitic and then another Labour Party candidate in Edinburgh in Joanna Cherry's constituency had to step down because she tweeted basically threatening to spray Joanna Cherry with bleach it was um was what's that uh it was, a, it was basically a comment about a stand on the whole gender rights thing. Anyway, so, so it's all got very nasty already, and we've only just started. I mean, that is, that, that is, just, that is a week. <laughs> that's not even a week. It's not even a week. You know, that's just a couple of days. Uh-huh. You know? It's, you know, just as you said, Shambhala is the only way you could describe it. I mean, just God knows what the next, the next few days are going to hold I on. Know. And. This is meant to be a shortened election campaign. <laughs> like, it's uh, honestly, like I said earlier, I, I cannot remember a more shambolic beginning mm-hmm. to any electoral camp- electoral campaign from 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 the main parties. Uh, and then, of course, we had Joe Swinson, who just talked utter oh, my garbage. Word. You know, I mean, t- delusional, <laughs> delusional. Mm-hmm. Her, um, her, her launch of her campaign that it was I'm going to be the next prime minister. No, you're not. It's you know it's it's the thing with the whole debate as well, where she's talking about you know, are, you, are, you, are you sexist for not including me with Boris Johnson and and Jeremy Boris, Corbyn, no. and you're the fourth party. I mean. Yeah, that, that's the the. I'm not denying that there's sexism mm, in Westminster, oh, no, but you know, but that is not the reason why she wasn't included. No, and also she's not fighting in any sense for Nicola Sturgeon to be included. No, the third party. No, not at all. Not so, at all. and it's just, I mean, it's all you expect to live down to this. But point. there's a whole hypocrisy about. Oh yes, we're just going to overturn the result of the, you know, the EU referendum. But no, no, absolutely not. We can't revisit the the Scottish independence mm-hmm. referendum. You know, it's just total. Hypocrisy, really. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, well, no, we agreed with that result, but we didn't agree with the other one. So that's it's all about what ha- results that they happen to agree with, you know. And it's these kind of manoeuvres, I think, make people lose all faith in politics. Totally, mm-hmm. you know, they really just make people fed up with the whole thing. I mean, we had in today's paper, we had this, you know, one of our reporters, Kathleen, that had went out and, and spoken to some of our constituents, 
and I mean they're saying they don't trust her they don't trust the Lib Dems yeah and you know I mean that's, that's going to be a really interesting seat as well I yeah I think to be honest I'd be surprised if the SNP mm. take it it's a tough yeah yeah because mm-hmm. the Lib Dems are going to throw everything into they are. it obviously it's their leader's seat you yep. know, they can't possibly be seen to lose that you know although also you know people are saying that Boris Johnson might be in trouble in his own seat in Oxbridge mm-hmm. which would be Really funny. It would be so funny. <laughs> Actually, it would be very, very funny if that happened, because that was a strong Remain constituency. Mm-hmm. So, and people weren't at all happy locally because locally one of the big issues is the third runway to Heathrow because it's right beside Heathrow, and Boris Johnson had promised that he would vote against that, but he was very conveniently in, a, in an international when he was foreign secretary at the time. He managed to wangle himself on a completely unnecessary trip to Afghanistan mm. so that he didn't have to vote. That is convenient, isn't it? Was it? very convenient. Sure, very, it was very convenient Because we all know how truthful Boris Johnson Absolutely. is. Absolutely. A man of his word, totally reliable. <laughs> and so, who just the other day was in boasting about Northern Ireland's special Brexit arrangements even though Scotland couldn't be given well, I know. the same thing. I know. So he's now said he was on a visit yesterday, uh, a carefully orchestrated visit to a distillery somewhere up in Moray. Mm. Close uh, to the public, of course. Of course, because he doesn't actually want to meet any Scottish no. people. And when it was uh, uh, the Guardian's reporter, Libby... Brooks, maybe. Sorry? Brooks, isn't it? Libby Brooks, that's yeah. it. Libby Brooks put it to him that you don't actually meet any Scottish voters. He said to her, but you're a Scottish voter. That <laughs> <laughs> oh was like a total facepalm moment uh-huh. there. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Is that what we're reduced to mm-hmm. here, Boris? But you're a Scottish voter because you're a reporter who <sighs> lives in Scotland. It's just, I've seen pictures as well. I know it's not really entirely fair comparison, but comparing the kind of crowd around Nicholas Sturgeon to Boris is just kind of lonely walking through. Oh no! It's it's just, the, he, he has to be. He has to be kept away from the public. He does for yeah. obvious reasons, especially in Scotland. <laughs> especially in Scotland, as uh, Kirsten Hare discovered on Question oh, yes. Time there last night. There we go. Night. There we go. Yeah, there we go. You were waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it. Uh, hmm. I wasn't going. To. Uh, but then about five minutes after it started, I thought, oh, you know, I thought I would indulge my inner masochist, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll watch it, because it's not, it's Glasgow, I've got to watch it. And I was fully expecting to see an audience of flute band members, yes. I'll be honest with you, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was a recognisably Glasgow, I mean, of course, there's opponents of independence there, you know, when not everybody supports independence, but, you know, I wanted to see a good, strong representation of independence supporters, because this is a yes city, yep. and there was, and I was pleasantly surprised by that. But Kirsten Hare, Tory MP, who didn't vote in the Brexit referendum, because it's just too hard to too make it, it was too hard, um, Gave us, and she was doing quite well actually about defending Boris Johnson <laughs> until she said, <laughs> until she said, um, Boris Johnson really cares about Scotland, and the whole audience just burst into laughter. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah, so he does. So it was does. remarkable. It really was. And I mean, it's just, I think you know, we've put every time we just we prepare the next thing in the paper just to go after them because every time they've come to Scotland it's been a shambles oh yeah I mean maybe yeah. it finally got through to them that it's not acceptable in any way shape or form 
and they've kind of balanced the audience a bit. I hope it keeps up next time we're in Scotland, put it that way. I hope so. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just, I mean, that moment of Christian here just summed it up. It really did. <laughs> it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Mm. So, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was, I mean... Do, do you think it Do you think it was the message getting through to them? You know, after, I hope so. Hmm. I hope so. Um, certainly people have been criticised. I mean, the, the one in Dundee was... Shameful, mm. and the one in Motherwell Mother was equally. I mean, that was no. I mean, I was brought up in North Lanarkshire, you know, and East End of Glasgow, North Lanarkshire, and that is not a Motherwell that I recognise mm-hmm. at all, you know. And equally with Dundee, I never knew that Dundee was full of of posh conservatives. <laughs> you know, I was amazed to discover that mm-hmm. Dundee was full of posh conservatives. You know, so it it just and it makes you well, what's the point? Of taking a program to different parts of the country, different parts, excuse me, of the UK, mm. if the audience isn't going to reflect the local population, what's the point? Exactly, and you know, it's almost as like they had this idea in their head that okay, that might, oh, when it's like kind of an English town, we'll do that. When it's when it's Scotland, oh, that's the whole of Scotland. It's just one big blob, which yeah. which is totally pathetic yeah, from yeah. the BBC, honestly. Um, so yeah, a kind of recognition that it was a kind of Glaswegian audience was overdue from them, and and welcome. I mean, there's still, I mean, obviously, there's, as we we're saying earlier, there's still so many issues with coverage. And well, that's the other thing. The other big story of this week is about the debates. Mm-hmm. Um, Sky and now the BBC are going to have debates between Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson, and no one else. And no one else. You know, so basically between the second and third, or the second and fourth, even. Parties in Scotland, you know, the neither the the SNP or the Lib Dems are being represented, or the Greens or anyone else, and that's outrageous because these people tell us that they are national broadcasters for Scotland mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. but they don't make the slightest effort to actually acknowledge the existence of Scotland. It's you know? bizarre, and I mean, there's just no more simple way to put it than these shows go out in Scotland. Exactly. You know, so either give us devolution of broadcasting mm-hmm. or get your act together. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't do both. You can't pretend that you are a UK broadcaster if all you're doing is reflecting England. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're not a UK broadcaster, you're an English broadcaster, be honest about it. You know? And uh, and, and you know, it's 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 there's SNP are so crucial as well to so many of the debates that are going on just now, you know. Well, exactly. We talk about who's gonna form the government afterwards, is it gonna be a kind of S N P Labour deal? You know, SNP's position around Brexit. That's all so integral to what's happening in Westminster just now and to pretend that you can just write it off. Well the chances are that the SNP will again be the third largest party mm-hmm. is quite likely because they are going to put seats on. Mm-hmm. I think that's inevitable. Just the, the the only question is how many seats will they pick up? And I'm hearing which things that I'm not allowed to share in public, but I'm hearing some very positive things about the SNP in seats where the mainstream media doesn't seem to think that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. So I'm very heartened by that. So I don't know what they're going to do. If they can put on 10 seats, I think that would be fantastic. I think there's a very good prospect they can do better than that. Um, Whether or not, I mean, the Liberals, the Lib Dems, I think they've got 20, 18 at the moment. Because it's been rising because of the the defections that they've had, people going over to them. But even if they double their representation, there's still going to be fewer of them than than the SIB. They'll still be the fourth party. You know, but apparently they get to be on a debate, mm-hmm. but the SNP doesn't. 
you know, and I think that's that's totally indefensible. No, and SNP were talking about legal action. I think that's entirely. I think so. Yeah, I, I think mean, they have to go for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, they have to go for it. But we're here already hearing all the attack lines from the likes of the Conservative. Boris Johnson, when he was in Scotland yesterday, said that you know he would not allow another independence referendum under any circumstances. Cast iron. Cast iron. He's well. He said that before. Uh, that he wouldn't, even if the SNP, you know. When a landslide in this election to come on a specific mandate for Scotland, you know, to have its own voice, or if they win the Scottish election in 2021, again, he's still not going to allow, you know, but, and that's what Kirsten Hare was repeating, parroting back on um, Question Time last night. That, oh, but we were told it was a, a once in a generation referendum. Speaking, I'm telling you now, Kirsten, if you're listening, <laughs> which I very much doubt, as an independent supporter, I'll do a deal with you. <laughs> if you want, I will allow you to lecture us about it being a once in a generation referendum when Boris Johnson dies in a ditch. <laughs> mm hmm. So. It's yeah. It seems only some promises are supposed to it's be up funny that, isn't it? It's strange that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's where Callum is at the moment. Are we digging a ditch? Are we digging? A, I mean, he was a, digging it last week as well. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a big, you know, big ditch. There's a lot of MPs to jump in. I think yeah. it sounds like. I mean, are there going to be any Labour MPs in Scotland for the SNP to stand against at this rate? God knows. Well, I think Ian Murray's the one that they say is going to win. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of them, I think, are looking well dodgy. Yeah. You know, the rest of them are looking... I mean, but they're just total... I was actually looking who they were. Mm. You know, and like I said, I'm a politics geek, and, and I didn't recognise some of these names. Like, who, who are you? And Labour in Scotland have been totally invisible. I mean, they're saying one thing. Labour is kind of blowing hot and cold about whether or not they would do a deal with the SNP to allow an independence referendum. Meanwhile, Labour, Richard Leonard is saying, no, 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 no. You know, but nobody's listening to him. No one's listening you know. to him. Nobody's listening to him in his own party. <laughs> you know. And I think Labour are going to do really badly in Scotland. And I think the Tories will do worse than some people in the media seem to think that they're going to do as well. I think that they will, because of Brexit... And the Brexit Party are standing against them as well. Well, exactly. Which is that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Brexit Party are standing against them, and that I think will take away some of the the hardcore Brexit people. Will will go to the Brexit Party rather than the Tories. Not in huge numbers, I don't mm. think, but enough to make it a bit harder for the Tories to win. And just fair enough as well. I mean, have you got predictions for the next week, upcoming week? Oh God, no! <laughs> I think it will be just more shambles. How many? We should have a little sweet stick. How many resignations are going to be? How many candidates are going to have to stand down? Yeah. <laughs> Might open that one to the readers as well. So That's yeah. true. That would be interesting. How many candidates will stand down before we get to the 12th of December? Fantastic. So it's going to be another interesting week. And um, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. All right. Bye for Thank now. you for listening, everyone. <laughs>